The Nonprofit Hour, a weekly look at Portland's nonprofits and do-gooders, with interviews, profiles, and documentaries. This is the Nonprofit Hour program here on X-Ray FM. The show is brought to us by the Media Institute for Social Change, a public interest media lab that works to inspire, empower, and engage emerging media producers. I'm Jason Dennington. Every year, Willamette Week's Give Guide awards the Skidmore Prize honoring nonprofit staff members nominated for demonstrating excellence, passion, and commitment to the work that they do every day on behalf of others. Every week throughout the end of the year, the Nonprofit Hour will be speaking with one of the Skidmore Prize winners about their work, as well as featuring interviews with several of the varied organizations participating in this year's Give Guide. In the second half of the show, we feature an organization participating this year's Give Guide through a conversation recorded earlier this year with Jaime Fantauzi of Adventures Without Limits. They are a group that takes people with limitations, be they physical or financial, into outdoors adventures to help them discover that perceived boundaries don't need to hold them back from discovering their potential. First, though, we're going to start out the show with Skidmore Prize winner Janice Martellucci of Peace in Our Schools with a listen to her speech at Give Guides kickoff celebration at Revolution Hall, followed by her conversation with Phil Bussey. Our fourth winner is Janice Martellucci. Haverly Morgan, founder and director for Peace in Schools, had this to say about Janice. She lives and breathes the presence, compassion, and willingness that are the foundation of the curriculum we teach the teens. She is a uniquely talented educator, able to engage teens from all walks of life. She, she connects authentically and in a way that inspires trust and willingness. Please welcome Janice and Kevin Craddock from Revolution Hall, who will present her award. Good evening, everyone. Um, tonight, I'd like to start off by thanking my family and my friends, a lot of whom are here tonight. And specifically, I'd love to thank my incredible wife, Tama. Um, Tama, you're my rock that allows me to put my heart into my career, and I feel your support every day. Thank you. Um, <laughs> thank you to the Peace and Schools team for your heart, your passion, and your authenticity. Thank you to all of our co-teachers, counselors, and principals. Um, a huge thanks to the Portland Public Schools District. You made history by partnering with us to create a national first. The first, yeah, <laughs> um, the first four credit semester long mindfulness classes in public high schools. Yeah, yeah, it's exciting. Um, social emotional education is breaking new ground because of your leadership. I do this work because I've experienced the power of mindfulness firsthand. Six years ago, I was depressed, heartbroken, and angered by the hardships in life. I was stuck in what seemed like an endless stream of self-hating thoughts. Mindfulness is training the attention to be here and now without judgment. It's learning how to be with what is, even if it's hard. Mindfulness empowered me to change the way I relate to my thoughts and emotions. For the first time, my happiness wasn't dependent on circumstance. 
and for the first time I found a peace, a deep, unwavering, and fiercely grounded peace within myself. There's a mental health crisis among our youth. Rates of trauma, substance abuse, eating disorders, depression, and suicide are alarmingly high, and mindfulness education is a game changer. It builds self-awareness, emotional regulation and resilience, and compassion for oneself and others. Every day I see mindfulness transforming teens' lives. One of my students told me, I realize that I'm not alone, I'm enough, and I deserve love. Another student shared, I think what we're doing in this class is the answer to a lot of the world's problems. And just the other week, with tears in her eyes, a student told me, I never believed that being kind to myself mattered until taking this class. In a time of great political and social divisiveness marked by racism, bigotry, sexism, hate, and separation, mindfulness connects us to ourselves, to each other, and the world at large. I cannot think of a more meaningful job than helping teens learn how to love themselves than teaching teens how to see the goodness in themselves and each other, and grounding teens in the reality of compassion, acceptance, and shared humanity. So thank you for this honor, and thank you for inspiring me to dive even deeper into work that I believe is changing in the world. And a final thank you to all of the teens in our classes and our programs. You are the reason that I'm here tonight. Thank you all very much. Thank you, Janice. This is Phil Bossy. It's the Nonprofit Hour. I am joined in the studio with uh, Janice Martellucci. How are you doing this morning? I'm doing great. Thank you. Janice is a the lead mindfulness teacher for Peace in the Schools and one of the Skidmore Prize winners. Congratulations. Thank you very much. Let's 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 start. Can you can you describe what mindfulness is? Yeah, so it's so much, um, but a really simple way of thinking about it is mindfulness is training the attention to be here and now without judgment, or as our teens like to say, with kindness. And and mm -hmm. so peace in the schools is bringing mindfulness to high schools. Yeah, and what's really exciting about what we're doing, so um, in 2014, we, we launched the nation's first four-credit semester-long mindfulness class um, in a public high school. And now, that a couple of years later, we're now in six Portland public schools, um, and we're hoping to be district-wide in the Portland Public Schools District in the next few years. And, and why do the students mm -hmm. need mindfulness? Why do they need it? Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, you know, on my way here, I was actually just thinking about there's a recent um, I don't know if you saw the recent Time magazine that just came out is is labeled or titled Depression, Anxiety and the Modern Adolescent. And I think, um, you know, rates of suicide and depression and eating disorders um, and just stress and anxiety are, are so high among our teens. And the amount of pressure that they're put under and a lot of, you know, circumstances. I mean, you might be able to think back to being a teenager and how that felt. Um, and so what mindfulness offers teens is alternatives to self-harming behavior, ways to cope with stress that are healthy, um, and essentially lifelong tools. Um, it's what we're doing is, is offering social emotional education, which 
I feel is just as valuable and important as, um, you know, academic or physical education. And it's really exciting that the Portland Public Schools District is is valuing that and validating that and supporting that by partnering with us. And the students get credit for this. Yeah, that's what's so exciting about it. So they they might go to their math class and then their, you know, their science class and then they just walk into mindfulness after that. Mindful studies is what we call it. And and so how are the students finding out about mindfulness or about the classes? Yeah, so before we um, go into a school, we like to the year before go in and do some demonstration classes and um, usually we you know just do two days of joining a PE class or a health class and we basically just give them a taste of mindfulness a taste of what the class is like and um, and then they get to choose it's an elective they get to choose if they want to take it and um, and in all of our schools where we've been able to fill um, three full classes um, so that's yeah they get to opt in. And, and and can you tell me what some of the exercises are? So so, teenagers come in and you mm-hmm. hit a gong. And <laughs> what what? How does how does this go? Yeah, they we have a mindfulness bell. Um, okay, kind of like a gong, I guess. And um, yeah, so they come in and our, our students are kind of in the habit of they come in and and they just know that we. So we're sitting in a circle on the floor on mats with cushions, and they get to come in and have a mindful minute. Um, and we start off with a check-in every day to have everyone's voice come into the room. We, um, I have a co-teacher that I teach with and that's our model in each of the classrooms. And my co-teacher then offers some form of mindful movement. So that might be, um, like a community building game or yoga or dancing, just anything to get them in their bodies. And that's followed up by the mindfulness lesson that I offer. And what's so exciting about what we're doing at Peace in Schools is not only are we able to offer kind of mindfulness 101, so meditation, how to direct the attention, how to focus, be here and now, but because we have so much time with them over the course of the whole semester, we're really able to go into much deeper content. So some examples of that are we get to, um, you know, really explore with students what our internal landscape is like, um, the voices of the inner critic and how we can cultivate a compassionate mentor within. And we explore topics, um, you know, like bringing consciousness to our relationship with food and um, the way that we communicate. And um, so it's that's one of the things that is so exciting about our program is our curriculum is really the only thing um that I know of that is this offering the depth and duration of of this in mindfulness. And I know it's only been two years, but are there uh, results or studies that have been done in terms of yeah. what impact this is having for the students? Yeah, so we have been taking um, really good, we have a survey that we've been doing across the board in all of our schools, and we just have amazing testimonials from students, and um, there's a number of those up on our website. So we have really good um, data with that right now. But what we're really excited about, we're we're beginning a partnership with Johns Hopkins University. um, And there's a professor there, Christina Bethel, who um, does a lot of research in um, with like childhood development. And so we're beginning to our curriculum is um, 
has really been in the development stage for the last few years. It's getting now we're just kind of tweaking it. We have, you know, the bones there and we're excited over the next couple of years to really go deeper and be able to show in a bigger way the efficacy of what we're doing. Um, but we have, you know, just really great feedback from the students um, across across all the schools so far. Janice Martellucci is is a mindfulness teacher for Peace in the Schools and a winner of Willamette Week Give Guides Skidmore Prize. Uh, how about a song break? Any suggestions? Oh, um, I love to hear John Lennon's Imagine. Fantastic. <laughs> That was, of course, John Lennon, uh, his song Imagine. 
This is the Nonprofit Hour. I'm talking with Janice Martellucci. She is a mindfulness teacher with Peace in the Schools. So, so mindfulness is increasingly popular, uh, but Peace in the Schools is the first accredited or four-credit program in the country for teens. Do you know the story, or were you there when this, this all came about? Yeah, I do. So I... Um... Our executive director and founder, her name's Caverly Morgan, and I've known her for almost seven years now and just been practicing mindfulness with her for all that time. And so Caverly was um, doing work in schools, and she was at Wilson High School just offering an after-school program um, about mindfulness. And the principal of Wilson, Brian Chittard, came and shadowed her one day and was just really struck by how engaged the students were and how powerful it was. And so, you know, he asked Caverly, how can we get this to more more students? Because if it's an after-school program, you know, teens have jobs or homework or they have other family to take care of, so many things that would make them not available at that time. And so Caverly did some demonstration classes. Um, and, you know, the principal, Brian, was basically said, okay, you know, if, if you can get like 20 or 30 students interested, we'll see if maybe we could fit you in the school day um, because that would, you know, allow you to access the most, uh, the most teens. So Caverly does these demonstration classes and then um, <laughs> the forecasting, like three to 400 teens forecasted saying that they wanted to take the class. At which point the principal, Brian, was like, oh my God, we've created a monster. How are we going to do this? And so Brian Chittard was really um, has really been a champion uh, for us in this field. He he is the prince, the first principal that took this idea to the Portland Public Schools District, um, you know, and and that's how the partnership began. And so, is the funding coming from Portland Public Schools? Yeah. So we are supported in part by our programming is in part supported by Portland Public Schools. We have a contract with the district and then Peace and Schools fundraise for the other fundraises for the other part um, of the program. And then who, who can can you talk a little bit more about who is signing up? I mean, you said that you've had, you know, dozens, 20s, uh, hundreds of students that are signing up. Yeah. Are there common denominators of what are bringing these students to mindfulness? You know, what I love about our classrooms is it's, it's totally a mix. Um, like I said, it, our classes are, are electives, so students are um, opting in. And we have, you know, <laughs> we have athletes and we have the drama kids and we have um, quieter kids and louder kids. It's just it's a whole a whole mix. And I think... Um, it's like I, the breakfast club. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> and I think that's one of the things that it that makes the class so powerful because the exercises that we do really connect students to each other. They realize they have these this like shared experience that they you know they thought that they were just having on their own. Um, so yeah, it's and and in terms of why they're signing up for the for the class, I think some teens are seeking support. Some teens just don't know or are interested in learning what mindfulness is. Some teens like that we sit on the floor. Like it could be anything that initially pulls them into the room. What first brought you to mindfulness? Yeah, that's a great question. So I was 21. Um, I'm 27 now. I was 21 when I discovered mindfulness and I was in kind of like a, a dark and difficult place in my life. Um, a lot of painful things had been happening. I I lost my father after a long battle with cancer. I was having like unprecedented health issues that put me in the hospital. Um, 
I was having all, you know, I was falling in love with a woman for the first time. So my world felt like it was falling upside down. And at that point in time, it became really clear to me that the way that I coped was just so, like, not supportive and and painful. I just was suffering so much. I was incredibly critical of myself. And I just had, like, a stream of self-hating thoughts going through my head all the time. And... um. I feel really fortunate. I was I was traveling and it kind of all came to a head and one of my friends at the time was like, hey, why don't you try this thing? Mindfulness. I had no idea what meditation or mindfulness was. And so after traveling, I came home to where I Sacramento in California where I grew up and, you know, went online, looked up a, a meditation class and lo and behold, walk in the room and it's Caverly Morgan. And so I met Caverly, again, the founder and director of Peace in Schools and I was just really, you know, what hooked me on the practice is, is, is one, this, this alternative way of moving through the world and, and truly seeing the way in which Caverly embodied that. You know, I, I remember meeting her and seeing how she was talking about things and just thinking like, I don't know what she has or what she's taking, but I want it. <laughs> and, um, and yeah, it was one of those things that it just was a natural um, pull and I just kept following it and, and just have gotten, obviously, deeper and deeper into it ever since. This is Phil Bussey. It's the Nonprofit Hour. I am pleased to be talking with Janice Martellucci, who is one of the Skidmore Prize Award winners uh, for Willamette Week's Give Guide. And she won that for her work with Peace in the Schools, where she's a mindfulness teacher. Can can you just, can you talk about, a little bit more about mindfulness? Like, can you describe what office meetings are like? I mean... <laughs> I, I just have to think, like, it'd have to be the most polite, intentional. Mm. Like, do people ever have conflicts in your meetings? Yeah. You know, this is, I'm really glad you're bringing this up because, one, it's really clear to me how different we approach our work than, because I've worked at a, in a lot of different places at a lot of different jobs, and and we, we're bringing mindfulness into everything that we do. So the emails, the work meetings, the, the conflicts, the discussions, um, and I think there also can be this misconception about mindfulness that, yeah, we're just these like peaceful blobs floating through the world. <laughs> and what um, what I appreciate about Peace in Schools is we're all deeply committed to our practices and um, and we're all kind of like, I don't know, I, I, I feel like our organization is we're, we're we're out there. We're doing this work. We're like fierce, and we're we're but like we're fiercely grounded in presence. And I think that is, um, I think that you know is something that is really different. And I feel that nothing that we do is is like fear based. So yes, do we have disagreements, or do we need to talk things out? Um, yeah, and I just really appreciate that through our practice, we can do that in the most compassionate and just like effective way. Nothing gets swept under the rug. Nothing gets, um, you know, like, for example, passive aggressiveness is just not something that I experience at all in the workplace with my coworkers. So so do you ever get pissed off then if someone cuts you off in traffic? <laughs> <laughs> of course. Yes. And what mindfulness allows me to do is watch myself have that anger arise, mm -hmm. allow it to be there, and then consciously choose how I want to respond. And that's why it's so powerful, especially for teens, right? To have that pause, to have that ability to consciously choose, okay, I can't control what's happening right now, but I can decide how to respond. 
So Peace in Schools uh, was, is uh, the first four-credit program uh, for public schools uh, in the country. Uh, that was two years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, how was the spreading, and what does Peace in School have to do with it, it moving to other places? Yeah, so, so there is definitely mindfulness. Um, it's kind of a buzzword right now, you know, popping up all over what is exciting about what we're doing is we're we're offering it for credit in public high schools and it's being supported by the district and as we as i mentioned before one of our goals or one of our our visions over the next few years is to be district-wide in the portland public schools district this would not only set a precedent for our country but really really demonstrate how this can be incorporated into education and and kind of be a model um you know, for other places that might want to try the same thing. And in terms of our expansion beyond that, to be determined. Um, one thing that we know is is we all want to see this kind of programming um, be offered to every teen. Like I would I would love to see mindfulness education, social emotional learning become a valued and um, you know important part of education across the board. And the other thing I can say about our expansion is, is however we do it, um, we're deeply committed to keeping the integrity of what we're offering. And one of the things that's really important about what we're doing is that the people who are offering it are deeply grounded in mindfulness practices of their own. That's what makes what we're offering authentic, and that's and that's what's um, making it effective. So you you recently uh, accepted your your Skidmore Prize award, and you mm-hmm. had to give a speech, and you you met the other. Uh, the winners. Um, why? Why do you feel like you were chosen to be a part of that group? Yeah. Well, it's you know being backstage with everyone. It was such an honor to just get to know them and hear what they're doing and just feel this passion. You know, I have so much passion for what I do, and then to see it in these other pockets um, in the community was so exciting. Um, and why was I chosen? I mean, I feel like. One, what Peace in Schools is doing is so exciting and so unprecedented and um, and people just want to know more about it. And and then, you know, I I think that I have my heart is fully in what I do. And I think that comes across. And, I you know, I, I guess that might be one of the reasons I was chosen. Mm-hmm. Janice Martellucci is the lead mindfulness teacher for Peace in School. Thank you for coming in today. Thanks for all the good work that you're doing. And congratulations on the Skidmore Prize Award. One more song? Um, Beyonce is one of my favorite artists, so let's do Beyonce, I Am Here. Great way to go out. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I want to leave my footprints on the sand something that meant something that I left behind when I leave this world I'll leave no regrets it's something to remember so they won't forget I was here I lived I loved I was here I did done everything that I wanted and it was more than I thought it would be. I will leave my mark so everything
to Skidmore Prize winner Janice Martellucci for joining us to tell us about the work she and Peace in Our Schools are doing to bring mindfulness and meditation to high school students at a time in their lives that present many challenges and when they can make great use of the practice for their futures. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to the Nonprofit Hour from the Media Institute for Social Change on X-Ray FM. To become a supporting member of the Media Institute and find out more about their work, you can visit mediamakingchange.org. Members receive annual benefits and support programs such as the Nonprofit Hour and the Summer Documentary Program. The Nonprofit Hour is also brought to you in part by generous support from Pacific Continental Bank and BusinessWorks. Find out more at therightbank.com or businessworkspdx.com. We also receive support from Living Room Realty, who are committed to living and doing business with meaning, and Ristretto Roasters. 
locally owned and small batch roasted since 2005. Four cafes in urban Portland and available at local markets and online. More info at rrpdx.com. Now we turn to Phil Bussey in conversation with Jaime Fantauzzi of Adventures Without Limits, one of the many great Portland organizations you can find out more about and help to support by visiting giveguide.org. To kick it off, we start off with a song selected by Jaime Fantauzzi. That was, of course, uh, Guns N' Roses, Welcome to the Jungle. There's something about that song that just gets me, gets my engine going, gets me excited to get outside and do things, whether it's kayaking, climbing a mountain, uh, and and that seems like an appropriate song for our guest today, Jaime Fantauzzi, who is a lead guy yep. with Adventures Without Limits, uh, fantastic local organization, well, out of Forest Grove, but that's local. Yep. Yes, it's a local. Uh, welcome to the show. Hi, welcome to. <laughs> Thank you so much. And 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 uh, Jaime, you're saying your 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 voice is a little bit sore because you were out yesterday yelling at seniors. Uh not <laughs> yelling, but I need to raise my voice because we are in a kayak trip, and the kayaks have his own distance, and you need to raise a voice for everybody hear you or pay attention for doing the activity that we do. Absolutely. So let's let's just start with uh, Adventures Without Limits. You guys, you guys do a lot. Yep, we're doing rafting, we're doing skiing, we do kayaking, all kind of stuff of outdoor that we can provide. Yeah. And so it's 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 both the activities and then, and then it's the people that you're doing them for. So uh, yes. and again, it's it's a lot of different types of activities and it's a lot of different types of people. Yes, yes. And the diversity in Adventure Without Limits is big. Uh, we work in front senior people, uh, to people with special needs, to people with any special um, economical needs too. So we are trying to cover all people with any kind of special needs around Portland or around Oregon. 
I mean, and so 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 the name adventure adventure without limits is referring to obviously, you know, that idea of like you can you can climb any mountain, you can raft any river, but it's also referring to the 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 persons that maybe would otherwise be assumed to have limitations. Yes, yes, and it's not only the physical or emotional. Sometimes it's economical, special needs. So let's um let's 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 because there's a lot of stuff that you guys do. Let's talk a little bit about the trip that you took yesterday. Who did you have out? How many people did you have out? Where were you guys? Okay. Um, yesterday, we were working with two senior centers communities. One is Elsie's tour, and the other one is, is the Hillsborough Senior Community Centers. Uh, we got a group of nine people, and basically, we bring them to Rooster Rock to doing a three to four hour of kayaking. Most of them... They have a little experience on kayaking, and some of them don't have any experience on kayaking. And what we want to provide to them is a fun day outside to experiment and explore something new. And and at the end, for have a great day and a beautiful views all the time because over there is amazing the views on the gorge all the time. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you you guys have no shortage of places to to take people, whether it's it's uh, Columbia Gorge or it's or it's Mount Hood or it's the beach or yep. it's, and 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 you know, and and it also seems like there's no shortage of uh, groups to serve. Uh, let's can we go through a few of the different groups? I mean, so you talk about um, some of the people that you take out that that financially might not be able to yes enjoy some of these sports. Um, who who are you working with and 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 what are you bringing then, do you think, to those groups? I mean, um, one of the example in the last winter, we provide um, hiking trips, snowshoeing trip in Mount Hood area, and uh, cross country ski trips to uh, wellness centers that is located in Hillsborough that call in Virginia Garcia. Virginia Garcia is di- directed to more for the Latin community who working in the farm that the second or third generation, they don't enjoy too much the outside, and we provide to them that activity. And we got a lot of kids that come into the activity, and that activity running the whole th- whole year. So we're doing rafting with them, we're doing kayaking with them, different hikes around the gorge or different other state park in Oregon that are... At the end, they have a fun, great day, and pl- and they visit places that sometimes, by economical need that they have, they don't visit. And, and what else? I mean, how do you feel like you're changing their lives? Or do you feel like you're changing their lives? Or is this about, uh, you know, giving them just a distraction? No, um, it's really interesting that during years and years, they're doing more studies that people need that outside space for psychological, emotional purposes and helping you in the envelope of all your decision of your life. So every time that you go outside and explore something new, helping to you to to be more enthusiastic, more positive to things that you do around. Um, if you don't have the opportunity to explore your environment or the places that you live around, Sometimes you feel trapped or you feel that you can do that activity. And it's just close. It's just over there, 30 minutes, 20 minutes to us. But sometimes for these 
special community is a big limitation to really take that 20 minutes or 30 minutes. So that's Adventure Without Limit it is. We are over there for providing that service for they feel that there is somebody who provide a hand to them. Yeah, and and it's really it's it's amazing that you guys work with uh, like you're saying with with uh, Latino community. Uh, yep. You're working with with elderly, um, and you're working with uh, some people that have physical limitations. Yes. Um, tell me about one of the trips that you've taken out with with somebody that kids that are that maybe in wheelchairs or. Yep. Um, last year we got a group that in summer they come every summer to Portland. And to an area that is in Sandy, uh, that is a group of blind people. And they love Portland because they think that Portland is a city made for everybody with special needs and special for the blind people. They say that the best transportation for blind people is a max train. They say that is perfect for them because it's easy for them moving through the city. And we provide that activity to them, like like hiking, rock climbing, kayaking. Most of the time they're with a companion that helping them and that companion helping us. And sometimes who have the special needs of the companion on the special activities. But that's our purpose in Adventure Without Limit to provide and to help them for they can be there. Other examples that we have is the open enrollment trips. It's a trip that anybody can join us. And we have a community that love us for be participating in the open enrollment. And is that person need a companion? So we we helping them for they looking for a companion that help them into the activity for they have an extra hand, not only the guy's hands that going to be the leads of the activity. Jaime Fanta Uzi is a lead guy with a lead guide. With, for Adventures Without Limits. Uh, how about a song recommendation? Let's take a quick musical break. All right. I'm going to recommend it from Hawaiian 13, The Green, Take Me On. Sounds great. All right. Get a man. 
having fun singing and dancing. Never heard a bird I said, and with so much going on, my words they just got lost, and I wouldn't want to get The clock is running down We ain't got a lot of time We've got to make it up And get on the vibe, yeah So take me Don't hesitate to We gotta find out how to get it going strong Yeah, just take Phil Bussey, it's the Nonprofit Hour. We are in the studio today talking to uh, lead guide Jaime Fantauzi, who works with a fantastic, very diverse organization called Adventure Without Limits. Uh, they're based out of Forest Grove, but they do trips throughout the region, uh, taking elderly, uh, taking uh, uh, communities that, that maybe economically couldn't afford to get out on kayak trips uh, and, and, and taking out uh, persons with physical limitations. What... Let's talk a little bit about, about about yourself. How did you do you remember your first camping, your climbing, your rafting trip? How oh, yeah. how did you become <laughs> how did you become an adventurer? Um first by my parents. Uh, my dad loved always outdoor and doing camping. Um I remember he started to doing camping in the backyard of our house. <laughs> Like setting up a tent and I pass the night over there with my brothers and we have a great time and we're like, oh, we love and we want to do this more far away from our home. And eventually I get more involved in different companies and and in my years of college, I using as my main job for study and working at the same time. And I working with so many companies that doing like Kayaking, bicycle, zip lining, rafting in the island of Puerto Rico. And three years ago, I'm moving over here and I present my resume to AWL and they told me, yes, we need you over here. I'm like, yes, nice. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so you grew up in Puerto Rico? Yes, I grew up in Puerto Rico. And what sort of, I mean, what, what, what sort of adventures are, what, what are some of the main sports or, or outdoor activities in Puerto Rico? Uh, there is so many um, aquatic sports, like surfing, kayaking. Um, and there is some, like, terrestrial sport, like, say, there is rock climbing, bicycle, a lot of bicycling around the island and during the last 10 years there is a lot of companies of zipline that provide activity more for tourists and recreational way 
I don't think of Puerto Rico as a really a hot spot though for uh, uh, winter sports. No, <laughs> no, <laughs> tropical <laughs> island. <laughs> but you you do, uh, or at least Adventure Without Limits does take out uh, snowshoeing and ski trips. Yes, I from years and year I get in love more with alpinism trips, and in my experience of year I decide to travel. When you live in an island, you you want to explore the world. You need to get on the airplane, and you need to find that spot. Like, okay, I want to explore in this place that has snow, and I want to doing alpine routes or alpine climb, and and that's my concern. That I is one of my passion that I do on my life. And and how did you? So you you made it sound so easy that you just you found them, you applied for it. Why why did you choose the Portland area? What was it about Adventure Without Limits that that attracted you here? Um, I chose Portland because my wife have a job offer over here. We've been here ten years ago, and we get in love with Oregon. We're like, wow, this place is amazing, and. If any job opportunity come to me or to my wife, we're going to take it. The opportunity come, the, um, Puerto Rico right now is in an economical debate, and we have to take the decision to leave our home and come over here. That is an amazing place. And in that moment that we take the venture to come here, I decide to apply to different companies around the area. And at the moment, I'm working with Adventure Without Limits, but with other two other companies too, as well around the Oregon area. And and it it sounds like a big part of uh, certainly a big part of Adventure Without Limits, but also some of your motivation is to provide access to persons that that otherwise wouldn't have uh, an ability to do these sports. Yes. And and I mean, how does that change? your relationship with the people that you're taking out on trips? Oh, they sensible, sensibilizing yourself is may make you more sensible to understand the people around you. Um, when you're working with them, you have too much for learn from them. They show you so many way to look the life that is sometimes you you thinking that is through this lens that we have that is our eyes and when you sit down and working with them they show you so many special energy that at the end you're like man i i need to learn more from other peoples around me and most of these special communities that sometimes we don't we are afraid to share with them or we are a little scared to share with them but at the end, it satisfies and it's amazing and you learn so much and and you begin to feel part that it, of that community and begin to share a lot of things that we got in common that begin to break, break that barriers that I think is more mental and or emotional barriers that we create ourselves. <laughs> Can you, is there is there one... Uh, a student that you've worked with or one one person you've worked with that you really saw that transformation uh, either for yourself or for, for them um, happen through that you can share a story about? Um, there is one guy that he's been participating a couple times with me. His name is Tyler. Um, and he, he have a spectrum that it's hard for him to pay attention all the time 
on the activity. So every time that working for with him challenged me for trying to, to get his attention and how I get his attention. And the first time is really, really challenging for me because I don't know how to do what tools that I need to do. But his companion on that time, that is Cheryl, she helped me a lot. And the second time that Tyler looked at me, he's like, oh, you're here. Let's stay together. And and I see the big difference that I open myself to, okay, I need to understand more him and don't try to, to push him. I need to understand his around and how he can I work with him. And and he showed me and and learn to me how I do it the correct way with him. And we have a great trip that second time. And I feel that we connect him more. And, and, and sometimes it's that, it's that connection. We need to do the connection with them. What sort of trip were you on? Uh, that trip is a hike in Monhamington. Mon uh, it's in the gorge. Okay. That we're doing that hike. And the first trip that I do with him is another hike in in Monhood that we're doing a snowshoeing trip. Yep. And for our listeners, is there is there a particular uh, hike or kayak trip that, that is a secret place or a favorite place of yours that you recommend? Um, one of the places that I recommend is Trillian Lake. It's amazing that hike, even in in summer or in winter time, is beautiful and gorgeous. The forest is amazing. If you have a clear sky, you have the reflection of manhood on the lake, and and it's one unique place that I think that everybody needs to go ahead and do it. Yeah. You you seem to have the opposite of an office job. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I love my office. <laughs> <laughs> Hami Fantauzi is a lead guide with Adventure Without Limits. Uh, if people want to find out more about the organization, they can go to the website. Yep. The website address is awloutdoors.org. And it's also on the website, great place to check out videos of some of the trips you guys have taken. Yep. Videos and photos. You can, you can check it out. And the calendar. Too. Thank you so much for coming in and talking to us. How about one more song to take us out? All right. This time I have one in Spanish. It's from the group Calle 13. And his song is Me Vieron Cruzar. Let's take a listen. All right. Thank you. Perdonen que me agrande, pero soy un barrilete cósmico lo más grande. Navego contra el viento. Haciendo lo imposible me divierto Hasta que su objetivo complete Este jinete no se baja del cohete Por un campo minado de terreno peligroso Me esquivé todas las trampas de oso Diariamente el sol fue mi testigo Y la luna la que me regaló el camino Me caí pero me levanté de la primera Como se levantan las flores en primavera Sin rasguño se hace pequeño el universo Cuando levanto mis puños Le dije a mi coraje Antes que te dé calambre, cocíname las ganas que mis sueños tienen hambre. Y los deseos me vieron nacer, los árboles me vieron crecer, el océano me vio navegar, las estrellas me vieron cruzar, las estrellas me vieron llegar, las estrellas me vieron perder, las estrellas me vieron ganar, 
Las estrellas me vieron correr, las estrellas me vieron volar, las estrellas me vieron perder, las estrellas me vieron ganar. Desmaya mis rodillas y se me cae el cielo Si se desfigura el día y se convierte en hielo Si mi sangre se torna color cobarde frío Si mi valor tiene el estómago vacío Si mis sueños se pelean con la suerte Puede que el fracaso abra los ojos y despierte Pero estoy preparado para los días salados Cualquiera que camine se tiene que haber resbalado Caí con todo el peso Pero si es fuerte la caída Más impresionante será mi regreso Ya no corro Le salieron alas a mis botas Mi cuerpo navega por el aire Flota Voy contra todo Hago sudar al viento Cada paso que voy va narrando un cuento Hasta mis hazañas se asombran La historia me persigue Porque la convertí en sombra Y los deseos me vieron nacer los árboles me vieron crecer, el océano me vio navegar, las estrellas me vieron cruzar, las estrellas me vieron llegar, las estrellas me vieron perder, las estrellas me vieron ganar. come to the end of this week's Nonprofit Hour show. Before leaving, we'd like to encourage everyone to take some time to visit the website at giveguide.org and put some time into learning about many of the great nonprofit organizations in the Portland area that are making our community a better place to live, and even more, taking the additional step to give a few of them your support before the end of the year. GiveGuide has done some tremendous good for our city over its years of operation, and they have an ambitious goal to reach this year, which can be realized with all of our support. The show has been produced and edited by myself, Jason Dennington, and is recorded at the production studios of X-Ray FM. You can follow us on Facebook or via our Twitter handle at NonprofitHour, and find archives of past shows on our SoundCloud page or free podcasts on the Apple iTunes Store. If you'd like to make a comment or a suggestion about an organization we should profile on a future show, please send an email to nph at mediamakingchange.org. We'd like to thank our guests on the show this week, Janice Martellucci of Peace in Our Schools and Jaime Fantuzzi of Adventures Without Limits. We'd also like to thank the Media Institute, our host Phil Bussey, X-Ray FM, and you, our regular listeners. Thanks for tuning in, and we hope you have a great week. And join us again next week at 6 a.m. Monday or 1 p.m. on Tuesday for the Nonprofit Hour Show.